Welcome to the Greg Steer Youth Ministry Podcast. I believe in the power of the gospel and the potential of teenagers. I believe that the best way to get our teens to grow is to get them to go. And I encourage you to spread the word about this podcast, rate it, review it, tell your youth leader friends about it. It's time for a revolution in youth ministry that results in every teen everywhere hearing the gospel from a friend. Today, we're going to talk specifically about the importance of teenagers reaching out, actually teen outreaches, where teens themselves reach out with the gospel of Christ. And how do you program that in to youth ministry? What can it look like? What are the benefits of activating your students for the gospel? And I have three great friends and warriors uh, when it comes to mobilizing students for the gospel of Christ. I have Scott Tinman. He serves as uh, the youth leader at the Living Hope Church in Findlay, Ohio. He's a pastor of student ministries, prior to student ministry uh, roles in Illinois, and he was in Minnesota for a total of 30 years, passionate about the gospel, passionate about disciple making, and uh, just mobilizing people for the gospel of Christ. I have Mr. Bill, Bill Freund, pastor of the students and families at Faith Church in Arvada, Colorado, just up the street from where I'm at right now. Uh, he helps students and families know Jesus and make Jesus known. Uh, every lesson he gives, he gives a challenge to help students know Jesus deeper and also make him known uh, through evangelism. Uh, Eric Grosinger, Eric's been involved in student ministry for the past 25 years, uh, serving in various volunteer and full-time ministry roles. He's passionate about seeing students meet, know, and serve like Jesus. Currently serves as a pastor of student ministries at Faith Bible Church in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you for being a part of this uh, podcast. So welcome aboard. Exciting. Glad to be here. All right. So let's just dive in. Uh, why is student-led outreach important for youth ministry? Why is it important to get teenagers reaching out? Because oftentimes we think of outreach as students bringing their lost friends to youth group, which is important, but why is mobilizing students to go out and reach out with the gospel important? So who's going first? <laughs> go for uh, it, Scott. I, I think it's youth group setting. I'm the youth yeah. leader. I asked the question. <laughs> Feel my pain here. Somebody jump in. Scott, take it. I'm just going to sit here for a little bit until no. Uh, I think it's just part of the disciple-making process. I mean, when we talk about disciple-making, uh, sometimes we put, oh, there's discipleship, and then there's evangelism. But uh, like the friend of ours, uh, Doug Holliday, says, disciple-making starts and ends with evangelism. So I think it's important that we equip our students a part of this the, the disciple-making process of how they could sh share the gospel with their friends uh, and that they can do it and be on their own campus and making disciples there. Love it. What I else? Echo that too. I, I think you one cannot be a full disciple maker until they've actually replicated themselves into the lives of somebody else. And so in a sense, we're challenging our students not just to be an, uh, an absorber of information about how important it is to, to share the gospel, but we're actually challenging mm -hmm. them to step out and to invest themselves and to share that good news and hope with a friend and to kind of do it full circle. Um, and, and to Scott's point, disciple making starts and ends with evangelism. Uh, that's, that's kind of one significant way to reflect that. 
The man. Yeah, Greg, you know, I think we've all tried to come up with an idea and then go back and sell it to our student ministry. And sometimes it's okay, sometimes it's not. But how great is it when the students come up with those kind of things? Let's go do this. And they come back and man, you get participation like crazy in this, like whatever it takes, we are in. And so they want to do that. Yeah, they become they become activated. They become activists for the gospel of Christ. And I think uh, youth ministry is stuck, and church, the church at large is stuck in this come and see approach. Come to our Easter service. Come to our Christmas service. Come to our game night. You know, come to our pizza night. Come to our whatever night. You know, come to our retreat. There you can hear the gospel. And come and see is good. We need we need students who know how to invite their friends to come and see, right? To come and experience, to come and hear the gospel uh, in a youth group setting. But what I'm realizing more and more is for every one student that will come and see, there's 99 who won't and who don't. Yep. So who's going to reach them? We can't just come and see with them. We have to go and get, we have to go and tell. We have to mobilize our students to reach out uh, to their friends uh, with with the gospel. And I'm going to ask this question how does that type of evangelism where students are sharing the gospel, how does that accelerate the discipleship process in the hearts of the Christian student? I think it just gives them confidence to know that they can be used right now where they're at. Uh, you know, we always hear this, oh, the, mm-hmm. the youth are the future of the church. Uh, I say the youth are the future of the church, but they're also the present of the church. as well and so when they get the confidence to be able to share the gospel with others to be in gospel conversations to uh pray for their cause circle all those different things it puts them Mm -hmm. into the game right now and Mm -hmm. it causes them to be like oh wait if i'm going to be sharing this with others i should live it out and so i should be making a difference and you know for students to have their friends uh, look at them and say, hey, there's something different about you. What is that? And then being able yeah. to get into those those conversations and be able to think about how can I use these different places that God's placed me, whether it's on a sports team, band, whatever it might be, uh, what, what locker I'm next to, and being able to have that accelerate their, their faith and, and really grow. So before we get some other answers, um, you used the term cause circle. We want to make sure we're not, there's not just secret evangelism ninja conversation between us. What is it? What is a cause circle and what does it have to do with your shirts? Cause three of you are wearing cause circle shirts. Explain that. Uh, yeah. Uh, cause circle is simply who are three, three friends that do not know who Jesus is, don't have a relationship with Jesus, friends, neighbors, family members, whoever that might be in their life that they have a relationship with, and you begin to pray for them. And then you pray for their salvation. And and uh, then the care part uh, on our shirt, which you can't see, it's all the way down at the bottom here, is you look for ways that you can show care towards those friends uh, mm-hmm. to, in order to get into a conversation. And then the share would be being able to share the gospel, get into a spiritual conversation, and eventually to sharing the gospel. And hey, by the way, a good app to use for that is a Life in Six Words app. Yeah, that can totally walk you through that. Uh, I think Dare to Share has something to do with that, right? 
Yeah, yeah. Did I miss anything? Did I miss anything from that, you guys? No, well, one thing is it's cool because as I look at guys' shirts, I mean, I did not get the memo. I wish I got the memo. Mm. Um, but it's a circle and there's an arrow, prayer, care, share. So once they trust Christ, then they begin to prayer, care, and share with their friends. So love yeah. that concept. Um, any, uh, Eric, uh, Mr. Bill, any other thoughts on how evangelism accelerates the discipleship process? I think from my experience, I've seen students who, when they are engaged in sharing the gospel, they have a deeper ownership of their faith. Yeah. It goes from just a concept to uh, a conviction and, and a, and a mm. conviction that they're now more embedded and they're more invested mm. in what it is that they believe. It's not just a, a, something their mom and dad told them to believe or their youth mm. leader or their pastor, but it's, it's truly something that they've had to process in their own mind and their own hearts. And, and they verbalize that out to their friends. There's, there's significant ownership of that. And they now have a better confidence in, in what it is that they believe um, and, and, and to stand on. So, you know, it, my experience, not only do they have the confidence, but they have a deeper sense of ownership than those yeah. who just kind of receive it on a Sunday or a Wednesday at the in the church setting. That's good. They're no longer spectators or participants. Yep. That's great. Right. Yeah. I love it. In the words of a local football coach, it's personal. You know, it becomes personal. <laughs> and honestly... Um, you guys know that uh, the greatest way to Hold grow on, is that local football coach, Neon yes. Dion, push it prime. Is. It is. It's prime. Time. It's okay. personal. So, personal. It's personal. Anyway, but I'm just saying the greatest way to grow in your faith is start sharing it because then you come back and you're going, I, I don't know some of these answers. And you start growing and learning some of those things. And it just becomes real practical. Mm -hmm. I think it was normal for the early believers to be sharing their faith. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, you read scripture, they had to tell people to stop talking about Jesus. And today yeah. we have to help people to start talking about Jesus. Yeah. As my friend Dave Gibson said, the only thing you had to do with the early believer is take their hand away from their mouth because they would just start talking about Jesus, you know? And uh, that was, that was normal. It was, it was normal, the normal Christian life. That's what we want with our students. What does an activated, an evangelistically activated student look like? What are some of the characteristics? Well, I think we've touched on it. They're actively praying for their cause circle, uh, being able to pray for those, those friends. I think also, too, you know, one of the things that our students were encouraged with by going lead the cause this summer and looking at Daniel, and we, we launched mm -hmm. out the cause cruise of getting together with two to three of okay, your hold on. friends. We have to define, let's define <laughs> yeah. secret ninja evangelism talk. Yeah. What's a lead the cause and what's a cause crew? Uh, lead the cause. I mean, it's camp with a purpose, uh, putting, putting students into uh, training and what it means to prayer, care, share, and dare yep. at the end of the week. And then being able to put it in practice that afternoon and evening and uh, if you are looking for something next summer, you definitely need to check out uh, Lead the Cause. Uh, and then mm -hmm. the, the cause the cause crew is simply getting together with three other friends that are praying for their three friends. And now you're praying for nine people. And uh, guess what? When you pray for lost people, you start to see lost people. Mm -hmm. And God gives you opportunities. And so you're going to be able to put that 
into practice right away. Uh, or you could just do, do like some other people doing like, oh, I, I don't know if this is the, the, the opportunity that God's given me or you, you miss out on those. But then you realize, oh, wow, if I pray for my friends, God is actually going to give me those opportunities. And so yeah. uh, that, that's cause circle and or cause crew and lead the lead the cause. Yeah, so you got a lot of causes going on. So you got Lead yeah. Cause, which is a full week event, Cause Circle, which are the ones your students are seeking to reach, and a Cause Crew, that's the crew of believers that they're they're going together for to to get activated for evangelism. So it's great. Might Any other thoughts, Eric or Mister Bill? You might want to define what the cause is. When we say the cause. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. the cause of Christ to go and make disciples. Yeah, and so. Um, I know we talked about Normally known as the Great Commission. Yeah, right. But I, sometimes our students are like, "What's well, that Great Commission? Is that like money I made on a deal?" And I'm like, "Yeah, that's right. That's not what it is at all." That's so funny. anyway, um, hey, I, so I grew up on a farm, <laughs> and so my dad never sat me down and taught me how to fix the plow. He never sat me down and taught me how to. Um, mow the lawn. He never said, he did that actively by showing me. He was, mm -hmm. he took me and we did it. And I mm -hmm. learned that way. I never sat down. I never had a lesson from my dad on anything I learned, but I can fix all kinds of things and stuff because he just showed me. He just, I just watched him and he showed me. And I think we, we, we have to get students activated that way. We have to show them. We have to take them out. If we're going to talk about prayer, let's go out and pray. If we're going to talk about caring for people, let's go out and care for them. If we're going to talk about sharing the gospel, we get out and share the gospel. As you do that, our mm -hmm. students are ready to do that. They're, they're not into sitting and learning near as much as, you know, I remember when I first started, I could teach for an hour, a Bible study for an hour without any breaks. And our students were attentive and stuff. But that was 30 years ago. And, yeah. um, you know, things have changed. And. What they are interested in, though, is getting out and doing things. They're they're a yeah. cause kind of people, and so we have to motive, we have to mobilize them. Yeah, amen, amen. When you evangelize and you're willing to make that risk, it accelerates the discipleship process because the core call of Jesus for discipleship is pick up your cross, die to yourself, follow me. That first death is not a physical death; it's a social death that comes from evangelism. So these kids are risking a social death when they declare the cross of Christ that they're carrying to their friends. And so that's, that's powerful. So what are some first steps? Like if a youth leader is listening to this and they're like, okay, what, how do I get this started? Because my concept of outreach has always been come to the pizza party, come to game night, come to youth group, that special outreach, whatever, the all nighter, whatever. So the gospel can be given. I've not really thought about, getting my kids mobilized for the gospel. What are some first steps they can do? Well, what you want replicated, you need to be intentional about and actually program it. So uh, a couple of years ago, we started, or well, even before that, Dare to Share Live, when that started going, we did that once a year. But in the last few couple of years, we've been programming Go Share Days and simply getting people to come, getting students to come. Uh, we do it uh, with a lunch. Uh, we like to uh, include the gospel bird in that. And so a defining part of that is that's a Chick-fil-A sandwich. That is the gospel bird for us. 
and we eat lunch together. We train through uh, how to have gospel conversations. We, we mm. practice with each other, and then we go out and do it. So you need a program, different things where you call your students mm -hmm. to go and do that. And uh, we even took uh, something from Lead the Cause, because uh, with Lead the Cause, you have a prayer day, a care day, and a share day. And we've even used that for our go share days now of rotating those different months where we focus on prayer for one mm. of them and might go out and pray around different schools uh, or mm -hmm. go out to different places where we can pray with people. Uh, another day, you know, for the care day, we'll do something where we express care to people. And so being able to program oh. it that way then makes it kind of lost more, you there, Scott. Uh, able for All students right. to do those types of things. So what you just witnessed, if you're watching this, is Eric Grosinger had a sudden background transformation <laughs> through the magic <laughs> of technology. So, um, hey, so we, we, I, Scott, you've been talking about, um, you know, Go Share Day, Dare to Share Live. I just want to make sure that we define that. So mm -hmm. Go Share Day, last Saturday of every month, we challenge youth leaders around the world to take their groups out to share the gospel, to give them a monthly outreach opportunity um, to to go out and you say you train them, equip them, you guys have, you know, Chick-fil-A and then you mobilize them for the gospel, right? So that's Go Share Day. Mr. Bill, Eric, you guys any have any thoughts about mobilizing your teens on a consistent basis to give them an outreach opportunity? I'm with Scott. We're uh, we're in the process of, of launching our Go Share Days as well. Uh, really, it's kind of uh, it's very much been student driven. And lead the cause this past summer only added more fuel to that fire. Yeah, uh, and so super excited to kind of see it launch. But our students don't want it to just be our group, and and so we're actually extending the invite to other mm -hmm. youth groups in our town in our city to join us. Uh, both as a peer-to-peer -peer thing, but also as a way to kind of train and equip other student ministries in our city and to help spread that gospel advancing movement, both to the students, but also to the youth leaders. So I Love think it. Go Share Day, you know, that last Saturday of every month, whatever it looks like in your community, in your context, uh, is just a very easy, natural, quick way to just build it into the rhythm of your student ministry yeah. every month. Yeah, love it. And I know, you know, like I, I've thinking about Stephen Bahago in Nigeria that takes kids out the last mm -hmm. Saturday of every month with Go Share Day. I mean, they're literally risking their lives mm -hmm. uh, to go out. I mean, Nigeria is the most persecuted country in the world, and they're out, they're on it. They're like, let's go. And, uh, yep. you know, youth groups around the world, and it's just great to see you guys doing that as well. Mr. Bill, before we started recording, you were telling me about mm -hmm. Go Share Day. You guys did it earlier in the month. Uh, but uh, that's something you guys have in your rhythm on a consistent basis is mobilizing students for the gospel. How does that help your students become fluent uh, at sharing Christ? So uh, I'll speak to those who maybe have never done this before, um, because like Eric and Scott, they've got they've been at their churches for a while and established mm. some rhythms of that way. And we're beginning to try to establish those rhythms. And yep. I know um, youth leaders it's it's hard i mean this you're, you're they'll be pushed back they'll be like our students aren't ready or there may be uh like the the time i was sharing uh, about our last go share day we had two students um that's it but you know what we go with it you go for it and 
um, you know, but you're, you're establishing rhythms and it's a great way to do it. And you know what? Um, here's, here's how you, uh, here's how you make that better is what we did is we had those students that go share the, the next time we have student ministry, which is the next day for us. Cause we are Sunday ministry. So that Sunday we had students share what went on and they share about opportunities they had, and that encourages other students. Okay. Um, we started doing a pause for the cause on Sunday nights, um, which means we take five minutes right before I give the message and say, Hey, does, has anybody had an opportunity to share the gospel with a friend? And we, you know, I didn't know what kind of response we get it's the first time we did this, you know, but I, I'm committed to uh, evangelism and reaching the lost and the students are catching on with that. And so I just planned it. So I, I stopped. We had two students share the first week and it, mm. one of them was a, a, a middle school girl about her dad that she's praying for. Oh, wow. And had, had a conversation with her dad about the gospel. Love it. Um, so, I mean, I'm just sitting there going, wow, what a great big step for her. And her dad said, you know, thank you. I don't, I, I'm not there yet, but I'd love to hear more. So, mm -hmm. and then the second week we had one person and the third week we had two again. So mm -hmm. we're beginning to see this as part of our rhythm uh, yep. of doing that. But for those of <clears> you <throat> who may say, man, I don't think we can do that. You know what? Just go for it. Um, you lead, you're a youth leader. I, one of the things I learned is that I'm not a rancher. My job is not to drive students. I'm a shepherd. My job is to lead them. So in those things I lead, and I shared each of those weeks opportunities I had that week to share the gospel as well. So they yep. see that this is not just them, but it's, it's a lifestyle and I'm trying to live that too. So, um, but I I'm just trying it. to encourage those that may just be thinking, I don't know if I can do this, go for it, lead, let them see how you're doing. Yeah. And uh, I think it'd be awesome. Well, and, and, you know, uh, man, this is great. I, we do have an, an annual kind of a trigger event that helps accelerate all the go share days. Uh, we used to do large conferences at dare to share. We used to travel the nation and, you know, we're training in arenas across the United States and large churches, how to share the gospel, mobilizing students is great. Dare to share conferences for 25 years. But the last seven years we've done dare to share live, which has been a live simulcast. Um, Last year, we had a thousand churches participate in English and 900 in Spanish. Uh, and it was the first year for Spanish. So I was like, man, first year they're catching up like already, like the, the Spanish churches are like, we're going to, we're going to overtake the English and uh, uh, they're just multiplying the gospel out. It's awesome to see, you know, this year for the first time we're doing dare to share live actually pre-recorded, which sounds kind of weird because it's there to share live. But what hit me when I was in Africa was these students can't do a live United States based event. It'd be a midnight outreach. So we said, well, let's, let's make what's live is the movement, not the event. And uh, we just pre-recorded dare to share live last week in English and Spanish here at a television studio in, in the, you uh, know, in Denver uh, and brought in the Spanish team, English speaking team, I'm telling you, man, I think it's going to be the best one yet. By God's grace, uh, the Spanish team killed it. The English team killed it. The drama 
is going to be powerful uh, based on uh, the reality of hell and the urgency of the evangelism, based on an old drama I wrote called Letters from Hell. Uh, this, this one's called Message from Hell and pretty intense and very compelling. Uh, but Dare to Share Live, part of this, uh, what, what's great, it's, it's all pre-done. So we, we do the inspiration, we do the training, uh, we send the students out to share the gospel with their youth leaders, uh, and then they put a hashtag in, D2S Live, and you're able to see on our Life in Six Words app conversations. This this year, it'll be from all around the world of teenagers. We already have, like, as of, as of now, we have 600-ish uh, churches signed up and, like, 50-plus uh, uh, countries, which is amazing. And so we're praying for thousands of churches and, you know, uh, so many countries. Let's, let's, let's reach them all. Um, but I want to, I want these youth leaders to hear from you uh, as youth leaders, how Dare to Share Live has kind of been that acceleration Everybody point for Go Share Day and evangelism throughout the year. Obviously, you got Lead the Cause in the summer, but Dare to Share Live, this free, amazing, community-wide event that you can do in your own church. Just talk a little bit about Dare to Share Live. Yeah, we've been doing it, uh, what is it, five years now or whatever it started. Um, we opened up our church uh, and host it here for any other youth groups around our area because uh, we're mm -hmm. going to do it anyway. Uh, the interesting thing is I have yet to have any youth groups from my own town come to it. It's usually about huh. 45 minutes to an hour away, but we're doing it anyway. We've made it into a retreat now. Uh, where we go away and uh, we partner with a church uh, just down the road from us, about 40 minutes away. And so uh, for, for us, it gets us going to, once students experience going out and being trained and getting in gospel conversations, then they're more willing to, to go mm -hmm. to a Go Share Day. Or uh, yeah. this year, we're, we're also gonna be doing something instead of doing an extra Saturday, uh, is that we are going to program it into our weekly Sunday night program. So in mm. between each different series, students are coming up with a way that they could uh, have a an outreach night where they share testimonies and share the gospel and have gospel conversations. Right. So that's so a way you, that you can, you can program it right into your regular rhythm. Yeah, we started it as well back when live started and have opened up our doors and invited other youth groups to come into it. And what it's done for us is really brought, um, I think, a common language to to what we're trying to teach in our lower level in our student ministry area. Um, and our students are starting to pick up on the prayer, care, share model. And, and what is a cause circle? And what is my crew? Um, what is the GOSBEL? And, and really mm -hmm. giving them some very easy handholds on how they can express the gospel. Having that app uh, the last few years has been really significant in, in giving them more confidence when they go to share the gospel. And those yep. the conversation starters, the videos that they can just text that to their friends during the event and, and hearing some of those conversations that day or the next Monday when they go back to school have, have been really significant. Um, but it's also been a tool I feel that has brought our network together here in our city. When we've had other youth groups join us, I really go after those youth leaders and say, man, we're in this together. Um, one team, one dream. So let's, let's go. 
and let's meet together on a regular basis and let's start this gospel advancing network. Uh, Our city is big enough that we cannot reach it on our own. We need each other and our students are strategically placed. So let's use this event as a rally poll to, uh, to launch. Um, But I'll say the other area that that there share live has really uh, surprised me in some regards is to see how our church body as a whole has really come around Mm. the priority of evangelism and giving them an awareness of what our students are doing. Uh, We recruit a lot of adult volunteers to pull off our event, and Mm. and I encourage them to sit in on the training and to sit in on the outreach and to be a part of what we're doing. And the stories that I'm hearing, their eyes are open of, of seeing what our students are capable of and, and the boldness that they have to share their faith that I think is an inspiration to our adults sitting in the pew that is, they're, they're starting to turn their heads um, and, and know that we're not just about funding games in student ministry, but we're actually about training them to be disciple makers. Mm. And that starts with evangelism and, and they're doing it. Uh, we have a lot of fun doing it, but we're doing it. And, uh, and so we're starting to see that ripple go out from the lower level up into the, the upper sanctuary, which is really encouraging. I love that. And I've never thought about that, like the, the power of inviting adults to volunteer at Dare to Share Live mm-hmm. to create churchwide alignment for the gospel, not just in the youth ministry, but in their own lives. Good stuff. Yeah. And creating that network of youth leaders that are passionate about the gospel in your own city. Right. So, yeah. Mr. Bell, what do you think? Yeah, so um, new church. And so I'm trying to catch up with these guys. They're, they've been doing live uh, like this and doing great job. I've actually went to Eric's one year um, while I was in Minnesota that year, and it was awesome. That was the year they had the big storm and we helped clean up yards. And oh my goodness, great, great outreach that day. Anyway, all that to say is for us, I just thought, okay, we're going to do this. So I got a hold of our some local uh, youth pastors that I know, Morgan and Matt at Storyline, and then uh, Ben at Revive. And so we're going to do it a Friday night, Saturday. So it's going to be Friday night at Revive. Saturday morning, we're all meeting at Storyline. And then after the outreach, we're wrapping up at Faith. And so it's going to be, and I'm, here's what I'm excited about, is my students are going to get to see that this isn't, this isn't a Mr. Bill Faith kind of thing. This is a God thing. And other ministries in our area are part of this too. And I really think it's going to, like be a launching pad to getting my students to be a part of doing that locally themselves in their own sharing with their friends, but also yeah. maybe getting to lead the cause that will help them to really accelerate that as well. There's just a lot of entry points and I'm really looking for a big, uh, uh, big woohoo afterwards from Dare to Share Live because I think our students are going to go, hey, this isn't something that Mr. Bill just came up with. You know, yeah. so to see that, to see, I, I love that. And actually, uh, I think I'm going to pop in to that Dare to Share Live. I've never been on the receiving end of Dare to Share Live because it's always been live. And now I'll be able to uh, maybe pop in and say, hey, wasn't that the speaker up there? Just on, you know, what's going on? <laughs> I want to see it and experience it myself. So it'll be a lot of fun. Um, but Dare to Share Live is on November 11th. Uh, that's the Global Day of Youth Evangelism. Uh, you can, di- yeah, I think, download the videos as of November 6th. But just go to daretoshare.live.org 
dare2sharelive.org. It's a free uh, training. And I'm just going to tell you, man, it is high quality. We invest a lot in making it the best it possibly can be. And so join. I mean, as students, think about this. Students are going to be able to watch teenagers around the world on that day in this global day of youth evangelism. So yeah, the local network, but really for the first time, guys, we're going to have a global network yeah. uh, working mm-hmm. together for the gospel of, of Christ. And so I talked to a pastor from mm-hmm. India two days ago that told me he's been using Dare to Share resources for years in India because they're free. And I, he didn't know about Dare to Share Live. And I told him about it, man, I said, get get a, a Dare to Share Live going back in Bangalore, India and mobilize those students. He was so, so excited. So anyways, it's exciting to talk, but you guys are obviously friends. And uh, tell me a little bit about just in closing, how this gospel advancing circle of friends, this network of leaders, how have you guys encouraged each other over the years? Why is it important that leaders don't try to do youth ministry on their own, but they have a, a crew with them to encourage them along the way, especially as they're seeking to implement this gospel advancing disciple multiplying mindset. Yeah, we're definitely uh, a cause crew, the three of us. Uh, we're praying for each other and, and encouraging each other. But Bill, why don't you give the uh, the OG story on this? Sure. So we met probably 15 years ago and um, <clears throat> really we're a part of uh, simply, uh, in the trenches team, a, a group team from Simply Youth Ministry and help put together those kind of conferences. Um, and we've kept our friendships going since then and and then uh, involved in Sun Life together, all three of us as well, and all, also with Dare to Share. Um, but really, um, we uh, we just started building a bond and saying, hey, uh, you know, let's begin praying for each other. Um, we, all, we actually got, we were in uh, Florida one year at a Sun Life conference and went to downtown Disney and saw an, uh, a, uh, a Marvel store and got our pictures taken as Captain America, Hawkeye and Thor in the in the poster. And so it was kind of a big deal. So we call ourselves the Avengers. Um, and so we are doing whatever it takes to bring students to Jesus. And so but we have a Can I be Iron Man? Can I be yeah. Iron Man? Well, I think there's a there's a call for Iron Man, uh, John Burdett. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, um uh, so uh, we do that. And even now our wives have gotten together and started praying for each other. Um, they're DC, so we don't know what we do with that yet. So, you know, <laughs> anyway, um, but women. I, I can tell you, um, you know, when Jesus went into the garden, Peter, James and John there, and I know they get a bad rap for falling asleep, but they were there. They were his closest buddies. And these are like my garden friends. I can trust them. I know I can share anything with them. I know they're praying for me. And man, you need that in ministry. We all need, we were never meant to do life alone, let alone ministry alone. You know, these guys were really important to me this last year, uh, going through some health issues this last fall. And as soon as I was in there, uh, I'm in the ICU unit and I'm getting a Zoom call with uh, the Avenger crew praying for me. And, and so so it's it's more than just the ministry side of things, of student ministry. It is uh, us being there for each other. 
So yeah, go ahead, Eric. That's a, let you go. Yeah, no, I, I'm just going to underscore that. We've gone through quite a bit together over those 15 years. You know, we have not only shared ministry successes, we've shared ministry struggles. We have shared family celebrations, and we have shared family struggles. We've uh, we've been in each other's homes, and we have we have swapped stories and and just a lot of good stuff. Um, that you know, honestly, I wouldn't be in ministry without these two guys uh, because ministry can be very lonely, and and these two guys get it, <clears throat> and I look up to them um, as mentors, as peers who are pouring into me. Um, and, uh, and I can learn from their successes and, and their failures, um, and someone that I want to aspire to be when I get older, um, or maybe as old as Mr. Bill, but, uh, but, you know, I love these guys and I would do anything for them. And, uh, I'm, I'm honored to call them brothers in the Lord and that we can go side by side and do ministry together, um, for the sake of the gospel and for our students. And so that's what, uh, that's what it really excites me about this connection that we have. And Greg, um, you know, as far as gospel advancing, we are all on that page together and we challenge each other in that area tons. Okay. And just even ideas wise, we share ideas and we use each other's ideas and stuff. And, and, uh, man, uh, I just, it's just a great, great thing. I love that. And you guys are a great example for youth leaders. Don't do this alone. You need a crew. Uh, yeah, local network, but also, I mean, you guys are in different parts of the country and you can network that way, uh, through technology. Um, and man, just common mission, encouragement, prayer for each other. And these, these action points of go share day last Saturday of every month and dare to share live really encourage you. Uh, if you want to test it out, just do dare to share live, grab a handful of students and do it. November 11th, Global Day of Youth Evangelism. I think you'll see that your students get fired up and want it, want more. And then you can start to implement uh, Go Share Day. And there's other ways to do it as well. But to create a gospel-advancing, disciple-multiplying youth ministry. Uh, so thank you guys for being a part of this. Thank you for your commitment to the Lord, to the cause of Christ, to each other, and um, to common t-shirts for the glory of God. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. And youth leaders, just remember that a thriving youth ministry is a gospel advancing one. Thanks for tuning in.